That means we start things off with All Soccer Meets providing you an opportunity to talk to Spencer Wart, or as you call him, the meat dude. You got a question about cuts, rubs, cast iron. I see already in at 35270. It's all on the table right now. Spencer, welcome back, man. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm doing well. Very good. Uh, we are as well. We got it. This is one of those. I know that you're no longer in the area or in New Salem, but you've been to the studio before, and in between all of our studios today, you got volunteers taking phone calls from people that are donating. So it's got a different energy and feel to it. So we're a little bit more amped up today. I hope you uh, are able to catch up, all right? I'll try. We'll try. How about we get to the Adventure RV Text Club? 35270. Questions for you already. Uh, Tyler Quetch for the meat, dude. Why is beef so expensive compared to pork prices? Well, uh, you, you kind of have to look at the whole how animals are raised, um, you know, and we can even go as, as far down to chicken. The cost and how fast they reproduce has a drastic influence on the cost of the end product. So a chicken is finished in like a month. <laughs> Pigs are usually finished in eight to nine months. Beef are usually take a year and a half to finish, meaning get to the the weight, consistency, size, fat content that is normally harvested. Uh, it takes a year for a calf to grow in a cow. It takes three months, three weeks, three days for a litter of pigs to grow in a in a pig. And then chicken, I don't know how long it takes for an egg to hatch. But um, you bring all of that into the equation and beef is going to be more expensive just based on that very good i didn't know that we we're going to get all that detail uh but they ask you provide answers another one for you uh what is your preferred method of seasoning a cast iron skillet i honestly don't have a preferred method and if there's like a cast iron critique out there and they saw the status of my cast iron at home uh <laughs> I, i'd probably get yelled at uh, I see a lot of videos online of people doing it in the oven. Uh, essentially, all you need to do is get that cast iron hot enough so it absorbs the oil and stays nonstick. Um, oven seems like the best fit for that in, in my head. But uh, since I've purchased this cast iron, so I don't know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I have yet to have to season it. Um, Again, other than like day one that I got it, you know, I just put a little oil in there and and it it always seems to work. Well, and you don't make the mistake of using Don's dish soap and you clean, right? You know, I don't, but I was, you know, that's interesting you bring that up because the first person who told me cast irons, you never put soap in it. But the more and more I like read into it, 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 there was a certain ingredient that they used to put in dish soap that they don't anymore that ruined the seasoning of the cast iron pan. Um, so I, I actually do. I, I use the old Dawn spray bottle on it every once in a while if it's really, really dirty. Uh, and it hasn't seemed to affect it. But I can't remember what that one single ingredient was. But there was something in Lie. dish soap. That's what it is. Lie. That's what Eric Johnson wrote on the whiteboard because he researches things and then just remembers every detail about everything. And I did not know. I just assumed because it was old, uh, the old tale, like, hey, don't don't use dish soap. Just use the old 
wool brush or whatever it was back in the day. So here we go. Okay, well, uh, now we stand corrected. In fact, I'll throw that out to the audience at 35270. How do you clean up your cast iron? Do you already just throw it back in the cupboard and say, good till next time? Uh, I had a question for you because I've seen this more and more uh, in, in recipes. And, of course, if you go online and you look, are trying to look up a dish, you get someone's life history. And, hey, I had this dinner party that was coming over, and there's going to be seven people, and I just couldn't think about something. And then I real remembered we had brats in the freezer. And then we instead of actually cooking brats, I cut the casings, and I took all the sausage or the stuffing out, and then I made this platter. Have you ever done that? Have you not written a, about your diary experience of having somebody come over, but of taking brats, pull a sausage, whatever – type of sausage that is and, and casing. Have you ever cut out the casing and then used just the sausage in a different meal? Yeah, yeah, like fresh sausage. Yeah. I mean, fresh sausage is the only way it's going to work. Already cooked sausage can't really peel mm. it out of the casing. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely, definitely done that. Like uh, you buy like an Italian breakfast link or even like breakfast links, and then you decide, you know what, I think I'd rather have – I want to make scrambled eggs with – just loose sausage, and it takes two seconds to peel that um, natural casing off. Most of the time, it's in a natural casing, and then yeah. I don't know. Actually, why. I I literally just did that this week for a soup. Fun oh. fact. Okay, that is a fun so, fact. I didn't realize how fun that, you of bring a that, up. that was going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've because I've never considered doing it, but I keep seeing it more and more pop up. And then when I think about it, I'm like, well, I guess that's not really that unusual. Uh, you know, I mean, what's the difference between that and just getting it out of the actual, you know, store package casing and then frying it up that way? So there we go. Uh, three five two seven zero. Tyler, question for the meat dude: When hamburger, uh, when hamburger turned front red to brown, I'm I'm thinking this is a typo. Uh, red to brown on the outside. Is it time to throw it out? No, nope, it's not. That's just uh, that's oxidation occurring. Um, meat will turn from brown to cherry red to back to brown and it all has to do in the atmosphere and how much oxygen is uh, the ability for myoglobin which is the protein in meat that gives it its color to either bind or um, the opposite of bind with oxygen um, so like normal meat not exposed to oxygen is very very dark uh, as soon as you expose it to oxygen it'll turn a a cherry red is kind of the definition if we're speaking on beef terms here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you leave that fit in a cooler, expose the oxygen long enough, it will start um, turning brown actually relatively quick. I mean, within probably hours, uh, it will start turning brown and it is completely safe. It's completely fine. Uh, a lot of times if you buy like a, you know, like a pound of ground beef, that's all piled on each other and it's been sitting on the shelf for a day, that outside will be brown, Mm -hmm. depending on how it was packaged, of course. That outside will be brown, but the inside will still be red because the inside doesn't have the ability for oxygen to get to, so it stays that that darkish red, not a cherry red. Um, So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just meat reacting with oxygen. The uh, I mean, we've talked about the different uh, colorization of, of meats before based on diets. And, of course, if you get grass-fed beef, you get a darker tone, it seems, uh, you know, kind of that more brownish. Does it? Uh, would a grass-fed get to that cherry red you talk about, or is that not the case? Uh, 
you know that the cherry red is more of a factor on the age of the animal okay. uh you can there's there's this term that's used in industry that's skeletal maturity and lean maturity um and then there's a there's a grid to give a to give a carcass maturity grade to and that that lean maturity the the cherry red would be like the youngest and then it keeps on getting darker and darker as it goes and and most grass finished animals are older when they're harvested because it takes them longer to put on the same amount of fat due to their diet so uh, the biggest factor is is age there you go. I just got schooled up on that one from Spencer Worth the Muted. Every Thursday we have a conversation with him. Spence, I'm going to let you go early this week unless you got some words of wisdom you want to part ways with. No, I I, I don't, I guess. I, I should get back to work anyways. So. Oh, well, don't let us be the barrier to you going and earning a <laughs> paycheck, my friend. I'll let you get on out. We'll do this again next Thursday, all right? Sounds great. All right. Spencer Worth the Meat Dude every week brought to you by All Sauger Meats. They are open in Odman. They will be open in Fargo on South Veterans Boulevard. And when that opportunity does present itself, which time is ticking, counting down the days, uh, I'll be there. And we'll uh, make sure that those doors are open and we welcome you in to All Soccer Meets. Remember, they are hiring cutters as well, meat cutters. So go find them and apply if that's a career path that you are interested in learning more about. All Soccer Meets is hiring for meat cutters in their South Fargo location. Just days away from opening, we'll tell you when.